This podcast is brought to you by Ideate and Execute. Do you want to drive innovation in your organization, futurize your enterprise, ideate massively valuable new products, or execute them to market? Then contact us today at ideateandexecute.com and get started. And this is Think Future. You know, I remember when I was young. You probably remember this when you were young, too. If you are my vintage or older or even a a little bit younger. Maybe if you're not in your 20s right now. Is that your parents, actually more like your dad, was kind of the font of all knowledge. I mean, wasn't he? I mean, he was the one you would ask questions of, you would be like, hey, dad? Like, if you didn't know what thing, something was, I mean, if you had a question about almost anything, like, why is the sky blue? Why is the grass green? Why do trees do this? Why does this do that? All the why questions, all the how questions, all these questions. You would go to your dad, right? I mean, that's who you would go to. You would go you would go to your mom for some questions, and then you'd go to your dad for most other things because dad pretty much knew everything. I mean, you were, you were always in awe of his encyclopedic knowledge of everything, right? I mean, he would teach you how to iron your shirts and shine your shoes, and he pretty much knew everything, didn't he? I mean, how often... When you asked your dad a question, did he actually say, I don't know? Or your mom, when you asked your parents a question, how often did they actually say, I don't know? I mean, that's how it used to be. It used to be that your parents knew everything. They had experienced the world. They knew a lot. And they were your first line of defense against ignorance. But that's not the case anymore. Your dad doesn't know everything. Your mom doesn't know everything. Your parents simply do not know everything. Why is that? Is it because your parents have gotten dumber? Have the parents of today gotten dumber? I don't know. I can't tell you that. I have to do some IQ tests to tell you if the parents of today have gotten dumber. Or is it because we now have access to pretty much every piece of information, almost every useful piece of information on the planet is now accessible through a Google search. So, do you really need your dad? I mean, Google is your dad now, isn't it? Google is where you go now for questions. I mean, I was sitting there the other day with my kids, and we were talking about something. I forget what it was. But they were... talking about something in the dining room and I came in and I overheard them talking about this or that. I forget what it was but it was something that I knew about, right? And they looked at each other and he said oh, well, let's just Google it. And they walked right past me and he went straight into my younger son's room 
to his computer to Google the answer to a question that I knew the answer of. So I thought to myself, wow, I have been (laughs) replaced by Google. I mean, parents, do you feel this too? All the parents who are out there, has Google now become your replacement? Is, is it, Your kids now go to Google instead of asking you questions. Maybe that's why we have such a communications breakdown in the family, because instead of kids talking to their parents, asking them questions about this or that, they just go online and bam, there's the answer. Now, I can't tell you if that's good or bad. Ethically, morally, I mean, it really depends on what answers come up, right? I mean, if you think about it this way, let's say you're in a heavily Christian household and uh, your kids want to know about, I don't know, where babies come from. Would they ask you or they would go online? They'd probably more likely go online, right? Because it's an uncomfortable question. So they would go online and they would get, who knows what kind of answers. They would get the answers that Google has determined are the most important that are out there. And whether they're Christian, anti-Christian, Muslim, Judaish, um, whatever. Judaish, I mean Jewish. Who knows what faith... And, uh, you know, you would assume it would be kind of like really sort of medically uh, based. So it would, it, would, it, would, it would be sort of very clinical, right? You would assume that that would be the question. But does it give you any of that moral bounding? that you would get if you asked your parents. Now the question is, is this good or bad, right? I could argue to say, well, maybe it's bad because if you talk to your parents, then your parents are going to couch the answers in their own moral code. And you may not get the answer, the true answer. But by the same token, if you go through Google, you're going to get a completely different kind of answer, right? You're going to get a very clinical answer or you may get an answer that goes completely against the ethics and morals of your own family. You never know what you're going to get. And because we still do not live in the seamless world where we can sort of tailor something like Google results for our children, then they're going to get whatever they're going to get. Right? Now, I don't know everything. And most parents out there don't know everything. And I'm sure that we've gone to Google to ask it questions because our dads aren't around. Or even if they are around, it's faster to just go to Google. Or even if they are around, we don't want to get the lecture about this or that. Or we know what our dad's going to say. Like if we asked our dads, Hey dad, what do you think is a good business to start? Right? If I asked my dad today, and my dad passed away a number of years ago, but let's say I asked my dad today what kind of business, what would be a good business to start, you know what he would tell me? Oh, don't do this computer thing. It's a fad. You have to do something that people want or must have. They need. That's why he wanted me to go into barbering. Because everybody needs their haircut. Or do running a restaurant because everybody needs to eat. I think I talked about this in the haircuts, pie and cupcakes episode a while back. So yeah, I mean, it's true. That is one of the tenets that you hear about when you start a business. I mean, there was just a really interesting article the other day talking about what is the number one reason startups fail. And the number one reason startups fail 
is it's a very simple reason. It's because nobody wants what they're selling. They haven't done the research to determine whether or not whatever they've come up with is something people want. I mean, this happens all the time. You have a bunch of people, you have a bunch of startup founders in a room, and they all get together and they say, wow, this is a great idea, we really need to do this. And they do no market research, and they do no determination whatsoever if the idea is a good one, or, well, the idea could be great. The idea could be phenomenal. But if they do no research whatsoever to determine whether or not there's a demand for this product, service, whatever it is, then they go ahead and, and launch it. Because, see, this is the thing, is that nowadays it is so simple to start a startup. I could come up with an idea like that in the shower, and then I could, I could you know, spend one weekend coding it up, which I've done in the past. I came up with an idea one day, I started coding it, four days later, boom, it was done. It was done, and then I launched it. Did it get used? No. Did anyone use it? No. Was it a good idea? I thought it was a great idea. But nobody used it. And because it only took me four days of just me, myself, and I building this thing. I mean, I can't tell you that it looked very good. I'm not a graphic designer. Building it and launching it. It was so easy for me to take an idea, build it, and launch it. That a lot of people think, well, let's just do that. Let's just do that. But then they fall in love with the idea. And they think that other people should love it too. Why don't people love my idea? So they spend all this money and time promoting this thing and they get it out there and nobody likes the idea. (coughs) Or nobody buys it. So the number one reason is why these startups fail is that nobody wants what what they're selling. Of course, I've gone off on a tangent. What does that have to do with Google being your dad? But Google is your dad. Google is our dad nowadays. Google tells us what to do whenever we're confused, whenever we're angry, whenever we have questions about the world. That's where we go. We don't go to our dads. We don't go to our moms. We don't go to our parents. We don't go to our grandfathers. We don't go to our godfathers, our godparents. We don't go to people for questions. We don't go to people we know who share our ethics and morals and our directions. We just go to this machine and we ask the machine a question. And the machine comes back with an aggregate of what the world thinks about this particular answer. And what supposedly... Of course, it used to be like this, that what the world thinks about this particular answer. But now it's been sort of you know, subverted and perverted by Google's profit motive. Because the stuff that shows up at the top probably very likely is not the most relevant to the question that you've asked. But we take that as gospel. We go to Google and we say, listen, Google, how do I deal with the situation? And we go and we read and we go and we read. But we don't ask our parents. We don't talk to people. We just go to this nameless, faceless machine and ask for guidance. 
Is this any better than going to God? Is this any better than going to religion? Yes, because... I mean, no, because... Are you, I don't know if it's better or not. I can't make those kind of moral judgments for you. But if you think about it, at least a religion is got a moral code. Right? Right or wrong, most religions have some moral code. Thou shalt not kill, etc., etc. But does Google have a moral code? No. Google does not have a moral code because you can go in there and ask for anything and get anything back. So Google does not say to you, hey, this is a bad idea, don't try this at home. Or maybe they do, I don't know, I haven't... <laughs> I haven't asked Google anything that would probably give me that warning. Maybe they do. Maybe they do provide warnings on how to do a jackass-style trick or something like that. I don't know. I've never done that. So... <sighs> You're probably saying, Chris, where are you going with all this? You know, I don't know where you're going. I don't know where I'm going with it. I just thought it would be interesting to think about the moral and ethical applications of where we are today, where our parents, our family, our original source of information for all things, typically our dad, has now been replaced by Google discuss. That's it for me for today. See you next time, and until then, don't forget to think future.